It's not quite November, but the stretch run is here for Notre Dame. 30 years since their last national championship, the Irish are coming off the bye with a perfect 7-0 record and ranked third in the country. Simply put, if Notre Dame wins out, they are headed to the college football playoff. But four of their last five games will be away from South Bend starting tonight against their longest continuous foe, Navy, in San Diego. The Irish should be favored in all of these games, but we all know what happened in the final weeks of 2015 and last year. Is this year different? Is this team destined? Well, why don't we talk about it? Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. For the 92nd straight season, Notre Dame and Navy will clash tonight with Irish eyes widening that maybe, just maybe, this is the year Notre Dame breaks through again. Kickoff in San Diego tonight is set for 8 p.m. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where Eubank does matter. We're also presented by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined as always by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. Kevin, 7-0, ranked third in the country, coming off the bye for their last five games on the road. We're hitting the stretch run of the season, and that excitement, I don't know if it's excitement or now worry building inside the Irish fans that it's like, all right, don't, don't screw it up. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good good team, but again, they, they play to the level of their competition a lot, and they have a lot of really good playmakers, but they are kind of thin at spots. Um, man, it's been an exciting run so far, and you're right, this this uh, stretch run is going to be really intense. We've had two weeks since that, that pick game, but uh, that was troublesome, wasn't it? It was. I Again, Notre Dame played well when you go back and you look at it. But we saw a lot of their warts in that yes, game. Yes, yes. You, you definitely saw a lot of chinks in the armor. Um, and, and to Pitt's credit, they did a good job of you know running the football and making the game uh, close and do it, capitalizing on some penalties, some mistakes. Um, but, man, I, I, I am. I'm a little bit more nervous than <laughs> after the excitement of the Virginia Tech win. I told you guys that was a trap game possibility. No one wanted to believe me in that one. So, And now I think you're more on tap that tonight is a, a trap game possibility against Navy than I am. I, I, I think Notre Dame's running away with this one tonight, but I feel like you, you're in a different mindset. Yeah, I think Navy's a dangerous team. They they have you know they're an two odd and five. off. Well, but they're close. Close. Uh, they're two, there's two only five. one blowout. It was the Air Force, the thirty-five to seven. Otherwise, all the other scores are close. They're two and five in the American <laughs> Conference. All right, on tap on this morning's show, Miles Boykin explains how Ian Book makes everyone on the Irish team better. Brian Kelly gives an update on running back Jafar Armstrong. It's a good one. He will make his return in action tonight. Safety Aloe Gilman transferred to Notre Dame from Navy at 12 tackles for Navy when they took out Notre Dame two years ago. Uh, he shares his story, and our focus on face segment is with team chaplain Father Mark Thiesing. We will talk a lot about the Navy matchup matchup throughout the show but Kevin let's start with this what's your biggest question you want to see the Irish answer tonight I guess it would be uh, if they can figure out how to not play to the level of their competition but I, again I think it's kind of the makeup of the team uh, so with that 
you know, what are they going to do? How are they going to come out and respond after the bye week and the time off? And now that they're ranked number three, they're always used to a target, but there's a huge target. You're going to get everybody's best game. All right, first college football playoff rankings will come out on Tuesday. The Irish, as long as they take care of business tonight, should be ranked no worse than number three behind Alabama and Clemson. ND is currently third in both the AP and coaches polls. Now is when everyone starts believing, hey, can they do this? On Wednesday, we asked captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil about how the team stays grounded and what advice he gives the younger players on doing so. I mean, we told them, like, we got caught up in it last year and lost our opportunity to play. 2015, same thing. Um, and so, you know, we've been in this position multiple times. You know, it seems like Notre Dame fans, and rightfully so, are craving for, you know, another shot at the national title. Haven't won one in 30 years. And so, you know, you know how the Notre Dame fans are. Oh, it's our year, it's our year, it's our year. <laughs> and then when you're in a position at the end of the year to do it, you know, everyone's, you know, patting you up and talking how great you are. Um, and if you listen to that, you're going to you're gonna end up losing focus and you're going to end up losing. So uh, we got to stay locked in, learn from our mistakes in previous years and, and, and finish our job this year. I don't think we could have said it anything better than what Drew just said there. I mean, he's spot on. Nerdy Vims are craving. They're, they're high, they're up, but uh, the players, they've got to be grounded. Otherwise, trouble comes. Well, I'm glad he brought it up last year, too, because as a fan, I was all on the bandwagon and super fired up, and then that Miami game <laughs> with the turnover chain changed everything. All right, uh, and then we've seen what happened two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, 1914, uh, escaping with the victory, and then they all get to see what happens last week to Ohio State. Uh, did you catch any of that game and how crazy it was seeing Purdue knock off Ohio State last Saturday? Uh, yeah, I saw it. I thought it was really, really wild just that you know Purdue doesn't have the talent that Ohio State does they don't have all the national recruits every single year but on that night they came to play and they then they they really pulled away with it so it was a statement game for them do, do you think it was good that the Irish players were on the bye and got a chance to to watch that to see how quickly it can end I think it was huge. I think especially because, again, they do tend to play to the level of their competition. And they're young men. They're going to have to keep their focus. they got to have attention. And if that didn't uh, help wake them up and, and kind of make them think, you know, every, every game's important, then uh, I think it's a lesson that can help them. Uh, I posed that same question to Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book this week. If it was a benefit for the team to see what happened to Ohio State last week. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of our guys were watching that game, and um, it just shows you like that's that happens in college football a lot. So you can't just go into the game thinking, you know, you're gonna run all over these guys and not prepare hard one week, and it just doesn't work like that. I mean, I, I didn't go in front of them and say, "Hey, did you guys watch the Ohio State Purdue game?" Um, they all have phones, they all have TVs. I'm sure they they know. I mean, I'm you know they probably heard a million times when they went home how they didn't play great against Pittsburgh. Um, look, it's, it's a one-week deal for us. You know, we're one day at a time, you know, one practice at a time. They know, they know where they are, and they have to stay focused and, you know, stick with their process. And, and um, I know you all hear that all the time, but if, if you don't have a process that you can stick with, then, then you're, you're going to listen to all that stuff. But if, if you just stick with, you know, your preparation and what your process is, then, um, 
you know, you can focus on the moment and not worry about all that other stuff. I think it's human nature uh, to be distracted uh, easily uh, today. You know, there's so many devices to do that. Um, you know, 24-hour news, um, cell phones, computers, um, you know, I think all that is information that's, you know, easily available that, you know, can distract you. And so um, how do you avoid distractions, I think, is where we try to do a really good job on, um, you know, the mental performance piece and, um, you know, sticking with what, um, what matters the most, and, and that is in, in your preparation and, and how that will affect ultimately uh, your success. All that other stuff really just won't, it won't help. That's Notre Dame football coach Brian Kelly and quarterback Ian Book. Kelly went on to say this year's team is different than last year and the years before and how they prepare. Are they? I mean, they had the close calls against Ball State, Vanderbilt, and Pitt playing down to that competition like you talked about. Now, here's a weird thing. People have said, well, you can't count Ball State and Vanderbilt because Wimbush was the quarterback instead of Ian Buck. So do we not count the win over Michigan then also? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, then we shouldn't count their best their win. Their the, biggest win. <laughs> so, and then you do have the setback against uh, against Pittsburgh, and you, you don't prepare the right way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they prepared the right way, but they obviously didn't play the right way in that game. So that's three games out of seven, nearly half your season, where you played down to your competition. So I, I am not buying this notion that they're, they're – last year they were crushing teams at this point in the season, crushing them. So I, I think it's more about do they just simply wear down in the second half of the year, not necessarily about – um, their preparation. That That's me as an outsider looking in. You're a coach. You were a coach. I still think we're still going to call you a coach. Um, which end do you look at it as? I think you, you have to look at what you can control when you're a coach. So there's a lot of things that they can't control. Obviously, the preparation is the one thing where you control every single variable. So you can you can determine how what your focus is and what you're going to do. Now, when it comes down to executing and actually playing the games against other people, yeah, they've played out on sure. <laughs> it's been way too close in a lot of games. But again, they are ranked number three, and they uh, do have some playmakers. They're a good team, and lots of great things can happen, but it comes down to what actually happens uh, during the games. And I say wearing down in the history of wearing down. They're going to travel – an estimated 8,731 miles in the next five weeks. Uh, they're in San Diego tonight against Navy. Next week, they're going to Northwestern. Then it's the home finale versus Florida State. Syracuse at Yankee Stadium. And then regular season finale at USC. That's a lot of travel to wear down on a history a team who has a history of wearing down. Yeah, definitely. I it's again, he's coach Kelly's tried to address different things. Like, you know, they're changing up how they spend the night and how they travel to try right. to make that. And they're staying in San Diego after, after the game. That's a huge thing. You know, he's trying to address all the preparation things and that's all you can do. But as a, uh, a fan, man, you just, <laughs> you're a little nervous because it's going to be an intense stretch run. All right. What, what's, what are the other things you're worried about of why this team 
would not go undefeated this year. What are some of the other things that are possibilities other than the, the obvious answer of wearing down? Well, I think, obviously, playing to the level of their competition has been tough this year. So good, bad, or ugly, every game's going to be close. Um, injury, you know, you and I have talked about that. They are thin at some spots. Um, really, if you look at their defense and how dominant they are, those linebackers are great, Coney and Tranquil, but what if one goes down? Yeah, I mean, they're they're <laughs> – they're, they're, I, I can't imagine they could survive and win out if one of those guys went down. Can they win a game? I don't know if they can win five if one of them got – I mean – In Tranquil's, five close games, hard-fought right, games. Tranquil's already playing with a you know a broken hand. Yep. So if it was something more serious, I, that's my biggest worry. And then you know one more injury on that offensive line that's shifting like crazy. We'll talk about the offensive line more next segment. Mm. But that's another huge – that's another concern as well. Yeah, well, and I think that for the offensive consistencies, just I guess injuries in general, um, they do have a lot of good things going right now. But what if there is, you know, one key guy goes down and we don't know who that is? I did put out a Twitter poll, uh, my Twitter account, so you can still vote at Ange DiCarlo. Um, what's your biggest concern rest of the year? History of wearing down, forty-one percent of the votes. Injuries and schedule, each getting twenty-two percent of the vote. Something else getting 15% of the vote, and uh, at ND Irish fan 88 being more specific on that something else, the offensive line problem. So uh, thanks for voting, guys. And you can still chime in. We'll give the final results of that coming up um, at the end of the show or some at some point during this show. Um, all right, want to let you know that if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, I can't recommend real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett enough. A friend recommended Steve to us, and he was so easy to work with and found us a home my wife and I love. So take my recommendation my recommendation, and contact Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett Real Estate at 574-229-4040. You can also learn more about Steve by visiting southbendsteve.com. Marion and St. Joe both advanced to the sectional championship games. Marion was uh, in our Tyrac game of the week, an impressive win over Knox last night, 31-6. to And how about St. Joe? Uh, your alma mater, Kevin, uh, big win over New Prairie. John Driscoll had two touchdowns, return, uh, kickoff returns for touchdowns. So um, now, tailgate talk, Notre Dame FCU's tailgate talk, will hit the air at 6 p.m. next Friday, no matter what. What will be our game of the week? Hmm... Still making that decision. <laughs> we'll let you know on Monday on on social media. Still making the decision on what's going to be our game of the week. All right, still to come, Jafar Armstrong is back tonight for Notre Dame, plus changes on the offensive line. What are the benefits and negatives to that in Week 8? And Ian Book continues to be awesome at quarterback for the Irish. Wide receiver Miles Boykin explains how Book makes the whole team better. That's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Join Bishop Kevin Rhodes, Bishop of Fort Wayne, South Bend, every Wednesday at noon for his weekly show, Truth in Charity. On each episode, he joins host Kyle Hyman to discuss key issues facing Catholics in the diocese and beyond. Then he answers questions submitted by listeners. If you would like to submit a question, go to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? Because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. 
All you need is a phone. You already share our values. Why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611. Welcome back to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey with you as we get set for Notre Dame and Navy coming up at 8 p.m. this evening. It will be broadcast on CBS Sports, locally on WSBT Channel 22. All right, uh, Kevin, uh, there's this guy. His name's Ian Book. He's been pretty good this year. Let me let me give you his uh, his stats here. 103 for 137, 75.2%, 1,151 yards, 11 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 285 yards per game passing in 4 starts. He's the NCAA leader in completion percentage right now in 5 total games played at 75.2%. Not bad. I think the best thing about him is that he gets the ball to all of their players, so everybody becomes a potential weapon, and again, that makes him a lot more dangerous as a team. Um, But yeah, he's impressive. He's fun to watch. You know, Miles Boykin had eight total catches in the first three games since Book's become the starter. Boykin is averaging six catches per game. I asked Miles how Book has made Miles better at wide receiver. He makes the whole team better. It's not just me as a receiver. Um, he makes the whole team better. Um, his poise, you know, his ball placement, and, uh, you know, just to, to have the ability to, to go out there and, you know, not be phased by the moment and uh, just make big plays. We felt at times in that game last week he was having an off game, and then at the end we look at the stat sheet and he completed 26 of 32. It, is it kind of crazy to see some of the stats he's putting up? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a blur to me. Because honestly, when it's out there, it's just snap, 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 snap. And he's just making those throws, and they're so quick. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just spot on with them. And, and then we go back and look at the film after, like, wow, like, he was balling. Like, it just happens so quick that you don't even think about it during the game. You know, you have to really take a step back and to see what he's doing. What do you think is it about him that allows him to be so efficient? What, what makes him stand out in that way? Uh, I think he's good at reading defenses, reading coverages. Um, you know, he's decisive, you know. When he makes up his mind, the ball's going there. You know, it's uh, he's going to put it only where the receiver can get the ball, and uh, he doesn't make many mistakes when he's out there. So, you know, just being decisive and not, you know, being confused when he's out there is huge. I mean, we were turning to each other during the pick game going, ooh, now we got some trouble here in that first half. And he ends up 26-32. to 32. Yeah, it's unbelievable when you look back. Kind of as a fan, you watch and you get emotionally involved, but then uh, just like Boykin, when you look back, he had an amazing game, and the stats just blew me away. I when mean, I the read second that the half, next day. second half, he was like fourteen of fifteen, so he made up for things from the first half. But I mean, uh, when that's considered an off game, of what he did in that game, that's pretty remarkable. Eighty-one percent. I mean, he actually completed twenty-eight of thirty-two in that game. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Unfortunately, like, two of those were to the other team. That was <laughs> You didn't catch that one. Right well, there. and I think the protection too, right? So the offensive line and their shifting and then the running backs have to help him out too. I would say if he had good protection, he could have been perfect, which is hard. All right, let's let's shift into that conversation here. Um, tonight will mark the first game. Notre Dame has both Jafar Armstrong and Dexter Williams available to play in the same game. Williams missed the first four games due to an undisclosed suspension. As soon as he was ready to come back, Armstrong suffered a knee infection and missed the last three games. Brian Kelly thought they would be easy 
Armstrong back in this week. Apparently, <laughs> Armstrong has looked a lot better than that. Here's Coach Kelly. Surprised. Very surprised. Um, yeah, he's he's in a he's a he's an interesting guy. I, I it looks like he hasn't been out. I mean, he's running at 20 miles an hour and physical and it's you know our trainers and doctors were like put him in bubble wrap put a red jersey on him he's like I don't want a red jersey I don't know I'm fine let me go and he looks like he hasn't missed a beat so we're gonna have to be concerned with his cardiovascular endurance and things of that nature but he's ready to go how much does it help getting Jafar Armstrong back uh, tonight against Navy and the rest of the season obviously well, he's a complete back, so he can help protect. He can obviously run the ball, but then he's also dangerous as a receiver, which, you know, they need consistency back there. Dexter Williams has been great. 51 attempts for 370 yards rushing, 7.7 yards per carry, 123 yards per game, four touchdowns. But last or two weeks ago, just 13 carries for 31 yards against Pittsburgh. So uh, he did have a setback in that game, and Armstrong leads the Irish with 88 all-purpose yards per game and the team-high uh, five rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, and I think one of the things you've noticed is that one of the big problems Dexter has is in is in protection. Yeah, blocking, um, which – Again, like the, that last couple drives with uh, Pittsburgh, I kept wondering, why isn't he out there? He's their most explosive guy. You get him the ball, he can pop one and score. But then in watching the game again, he is a liability at times with his uh, pass blocking. And where there were some issues for Ian, he and the offensive line, it was that pass protection that broke down. Our title sponsor for our Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU, you'll get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school, a parish, or even Redeemer Radio. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. All right, we've talked about the offensive line. Tonight will mark the fifth off different starting lineup for the offensive line in eight games. Uh they, they obviously lost Aaron Banks, uh, or excuse me, <laughs> they lost Alex Bars for the season to an injury. Aaron Banks makes his first career start tonight at left guard. Trevor Rulin will move over to right guard, but a lot of shifting. I get why they're doing it now, because you just came off the bye, but um, th this is dangerous when you got two, two guys playing in new positions in week eight. Well, and... Again, they have a lot of good recruits that come in, so you know that they have some depth. But there is a thing, uh, a really important thing with offensive line, and that is the consistency, communication, how well they work together as a unit. And when you're shuffling, even though they had to because of the injury, um, you know, you hope that they use that extra week to help get them more in tune with each other. All right, and we've been asking uh, what fans' biggest concern is the rest of the season, and. Uh, injuries are at 18%, schedule at 18%, something else at 19%. That's something else that has been emphasized has been uh, the offensive line. We're also uh, Rick Gonziorek. My concern is playing down to teams we should crush, which is your uh, concern as well. History of wearing down is the top vote-getter right now at uh, 45% of the vote. Um, but certainly, I think the offensive line is one of the big concerns the rest of the way for the Irish. And it'll be interesting to see how they come out and play against uh, a little undersized group that'll fight hard in Navy. However, it's going to be more about how they play. 
All right, Alohi Gilman, as we shift to the defensive side of the ball, 38 tackles, two tackles for loss, and one forced fumble. Tonight, a big night for him as, well, he transferred from Navy to Notre Dame. Rule was changed that those in service academy had to fulfill their service in the military before playing professional sports, leading to Gilman wanting to transfer to pursue his NFL dream. He had 12 tackles for Navy against the Irish in Navy's 2016 win over Notre Dame. We spoke this week about the transfer going up against a lot of old friends, and we started with his memories of that 2016 game while a member of the Navy secondary. We won uh, Navy. That was one thing I remember. But I definitely remember it being a big game for Navy, uh, for me when I was at Navy. Uh, it's the Super Bowl of, of our season besides Army um, at Navy, and uh, it was a huge game. It was a big atmosphere, and... Uh, the, our mindset for the players going in there was just we didn't have much to lose, but we were just uh, we knew that we had to play well in all phases, and uh, yeah, it was an exciting game. Did coming to Notre Dame was that on the radar at all for you at that point? No, no, wasn't even close. Didn't know I wasn't going to leave. I was going to be at Navy. Didn't even know I was going to transfer at that point. But yeah. What do you think it's gonna? be like Saturday night going against I imagine so many friends of yours yeah I mean, it's, it's gonna be exciting I mean I've been I still I'm in uh, communication with them so I still talk to them here and there uh, we have some fun conversations obviously so it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be an exciting game I'm excited to get out there and playing against a triple option I actually love playing against that, that option game and uh, I'm just excited to play how much have you communicated with them this week oh yeah yeah I've been in contact they've called me a few times trying to get some secrets and stuff like that. But it's been fun, and I'm excited. What do you – how comfortable are you facing the triple option, being that you you probably did it every single day? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel – I still remember uh, just the daily habits and individuals that we uh, – individual drills that I've learned at Navy, and I feel pretty comfortable playing against them. And so um, just continue to prepare, though. You know, I haven't played against it in a couple years, but uh, I still have that comfortability with that offense. How would you say your life has changed in the last two years? Whew, that's a big one. That's a heavy one. Um, my life has changed uh, in so much ways. When I was at Navy, it's just uh, it's hard to explain. Just a different lifestyle, you know. You're uh, very structured, living from uh, each schedule. Everything is scheduled, and uh, just a different lifestyle where you have to abide by certain things, and. Uh, Transitioning in back into being a civilian now, I was in the military. Being a civilian was also a different process for me. It was pretty. Uh, it was challenging actually to to be uh, uh, transferring into uh, the civilian world, and so that was that was pretty challenging. And obviously, you get comfortable at it. Civilian was pretty great. So um, that has been a great. And I think I'm. I've learned so much at Navy. I've. I don't think I'd be the person I am today without being at Navy and uh, just carrying it through these past couple of years and sitting out last year has been challenges that made me a better person and so this this game obviously means a lot for me i i can't even imagine how much it's going to mean to him to play against uh his his good friends uh as a fan i thought it was it, it, it was hilarious hearing that even this week he's going back and forth with some of his old buddies uh at, at navy well and he has a dynamic personality yeah. right just to go through what he's went through in the three years that he talked about um but he's one of the leaders of the team of sure. the Notre Dame team, ranked number three in the nation. Like, that's that's pretty surreal. Uh, but he, he has the personality to fill it up. How much do you think Clark Lee and Brian Kelly have leaned on Aloe Gilman uh, to prepare for Navy? 
I think he's a huge communicator. I think he can make plays. Um, you know, you think back to where. But I mean, even in preparation. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much is that a benefit that you would have a guy that goes, not only do you know the scheme that the other team's doing, but you know the personnel really well and what they're capable of doing. That's an incredible asset. Well, and I think just to make it um, to communicate to the players in a, in ways that they understand too. You know, coach speak sometimes comes in, and you get people that don't face an option offense. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Go fullback to quarterback to pitch. But if you have a guy that can put it in their terms, it should make it a lot easier. And again, he's a leader, so they'll listen. And later in the show, uh, we'll have Gilman break down the offense for Navy player by player. Uh, we are presented by Orange Theory Fitness, voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. I went on Monday, and let me tell you, I needed that workout after consuming a <clears throat> couple extra calories at that Garth Brook concert last Saturday. Burned more than 800 calories in one hour. I'm really starting to find my groove and enjoying it Great. Get the benefits of uh, a group workout with the attention of a personal coach, plus a heart monitor that helps me know if I'm pushing myself too much, not enough, or right where I should be in that orange zone. Orange Theory Fitness, located at Heritage Square in Granger. Your first workout is free. All right, coming up, it's our Focus on Faith with Notre Dame football team chaplain, Father Mark Thiesing. You're listening to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio 95.7. You deserve more from your workout, more than sweating away extra pounds. It should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love. You want more results, more confidence, more community, and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. Hey football fans, this is Steve Pizarro from Cressy Nebert Real Estate. If you're considering buying or selling your home, then listen up and visit southbendsteve.com. Just like in football, the excellence is in the execution. So forget the stress of buying or selling a home and call me today at 574-229-4040. That's 229-4040. So remember, Steve Pizarro, your Michiana real estate expert, and visit southbendsteve.com. Welcome back to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays as we get you set for Notre Dame and Navy coming up tonight at 8 p.m. Be sure to follow Redeemer Radio on social media on Twitter. It's at 957sports. And on Facebook, search for Redeemer Radio 95.7 Sports. We have the latest on not only Notre Dame but the high school front as well each and every day. Kevin, we're uh, continuing to get some responses about what worries uh, fans the most. Um Sean Egan says, I'm not naming names, but his initials are Brian Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) And Dabs Like a Champion said, shouldn't they might play Alabama be an option? Now, that's not a reason why they wouldn't go. Oh, I guess he means undefeated the rest. I I guess I was meaning undefeated in the regular season. Just to get to the playoffs. Yeah, Yeah, I I wasn't meaning all the way through, but that's that's a good observation. Dabs Like a Champion makes a... Makes a good point. Uh, and if you want to vote in our poll about what concerns you most, rest away for the Irish. It's on my Twitter handle, at Ange Carlo. All right, let's turn our attention now to our Focus on Faith segment. Uh, you know, these segments have been great all year. We've been learning more about the players, and, and we're also learning more about those surrounding the program as well. Well, and 
with it being a Catholic uh, university, there's a lot of things that make places special, and it's really the people, so it's neat to get to know the people. And back in week three, our Focus on Faith segment was with Father Nate Wills, the newest team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team. Today, our interview with Father Mark Thiesing. Father Mark has been a chaplain since 2008, was the sole chaplain from 2012 until this year, and now he's in that dual role with Father Nate Wills. He's a finance guru which is certainly unique for his line of work. Here's our focus on faith with team chaplain, Father Mark Thiesing. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, where you grew up and your family and and everything like that. I, I think sometimes people see the team chaplain or see a priest and they don't know too much about them. Just kind of give us a little bit about your own background. Sure. I was born in Dayton, Ohio. I'm the fourth of five children. And uh, my dad was a practicing physician in that area. And at one point, the family decided to move south. So at 11 years old, uh, we moved down. When I was 11 years old, we moved down to Florida, to Fort Lauderdale specifically. And I enrolled in grade school down there after leaving Incarnation Parish, where I was baptized in Centerville, Ohio, down to Fort Lauderdale and uh, graduated high school there um, and came up to Notre Dame as a freshman in college and a freshman in the seminary program at, for Holy Cross. At what point did you realize as a teenager or a youngster that this is what you wanted to do, that you wanted to become a priest? Well, one of the marks of, of my life is when our family moved down to Florida, and I'd been thinking of it before that. So I knew that my inclination, my desire, my thoughts about becoming a priest predate 11 years old. So while I was in grade school, was thinking about it. Um, and this was back in the—I graduated high school in 1977. And in some sense, there wasn't as much from my peers talking about, oh, that's a great idea. You know, this is a good profession. This is a good way to spend your life as being a priest. And so I was rather quiet about it. The funny thing was when I went back for my 10-year high school reunion, I had been ordained. I was ordained in, in 86, and so I'd been ordained for a year. And I was amazed at how many classmates who were there very encouraging of me and the chosen profession that I had taken, the chosen way of life, and uh, very supportive of it. Uh, and they continue to be supportive of it. Matter of fact, uh, my 40th high school reunion was last year. And uh, in the spring, I got an email from one of my classmates that said, uh, we're planning our reunion. We'll make sure you're involved in the reunion. I was student council president. I wasn't class president, but student council president. We want to make sure you're involved. And I said, it just so happens I'm going to be down there for my mom's birthday. And they were having a meeting at that time. So we all sat around uh, the table talking about making plans and how to have a successful reunion. And they said, well, you're going to be there, aren't you? And I said, when is it? And they said, September something. And they gave out a day. I said, no, I can't make it. Like, w why not? I said, I'm the football chaplain. It's football <laughs> season. And they looked at it and they said, well, we checked the calendar with Florida and Florida State and Miami, and this was going to be the perfect weekend. I said, I can't make it. And um, they turned around and said to me, when's Notre Dame's bye? Uh, and I gave them mid-October. We'll see if we can change it then. And sure enough, they did. They wow. changed the reunion. It was far enough in advance that they were able to make the change. Uh, it hadn't been on everybody's calendar yet and made it just so that I could be down there with them, uh, had a class mass with them in the in the school chapel, uh, special occasion, an opportunity for the for all of us to come back 
and then to spend the night uh, reminiscing and talking with each other. There were football games up on the TV in the place that we were at. I casually looked over but knew Notre Dame wasn't playing, so I wasn't intensely interested. Father Mark Thiesing is our guest on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. This is our Focus on Faith segment. He is the team chaplain of the Notre Dame football team. You arrived in 1977, which was a very special year, and I understand you were actually involved with the football team from year one. Actually, not from year one, year two. My first year was over in old college, and uh, every Friday night after the pep rally, the football team would go over to Moreau Seminary. I was living at old college, and they'd watch a, a, a movie in the theater that the auditorium that they had at the seminary. And then after that, they would spend the night in the seminary away from all of the crowds and uh, noise and activity that goes on on the residence halls. Uh, it became, after my first year, it became my job to run that projector that showed the movies. The first year I kind of hung out in the projection with, wow, this is some pretty big equipment. Uh, two projectors, 35 millimeter carbon arc projectors that st- stood five and a half, six feet tall, uh, side by side. Same thing that was in the theaters back in the 50s when the Moreau Seminary was built and they were installed and used by the seminary for many years and then by the football team. Priests take a vow of poverty and you eventually got your MBA. You've worked uh, finance and student affairs and at Mendoza. for most people, they're going, that doesn't seem to line up. Can you kind of explain the path you took in that regard? The biggest part of it to me was math was always my favorite subject. From from very early on in grade school, loved math, uh, enjoyed it in high school, did very well in math, and uh, continued to progress in that. Uh, did my undergraduate major was mathematics and also my education courses because I thought I was going to be teaching math in high school, which I actually did for five years. At the end of those five years, I was thinking I wanted to get into administration and I was at uh, Notre Dame High School for Boys. Uh, we uh, Holy Cross priests and brothers ran in Niles, Illinois. I was up there for five years and decided to get into administration. I needed to look on the business side of it. We had a lot of people who had gotten uh, educational administration degrees, knew how to be a principal and to run, but uh, I was very concerned about the financial aspect of it and decided to go off for my MBA. When I got into my MBA studies, I really grew to liking it and enjoyed it very much. And when I finished, um, the provincial said, we need somebody to run the money and all of the business aspects of the province. And that was my first tenure of managing those operations, uh, that side of, of it. Happy to do it. I love doing what I do. Uh, I, I, I have talent for it. I have an interest in it. And uh, I've now gotten a lot of experience doing it because I've done it for the province. This is my third time as a, as a provincial steward. I was business manager, as you said, for student affairs for two and a half years. I was uh, director of finance administration for Mendoza College of Business for seven and a half years. All right. Uh, let's talk about your role as the team chaplain. We are talking with team chaplain Father Mark Thiesing on their name FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, you've been doing this now for this is your 11th year and and. The last five years, you were doing it primarily by yourself, and now uh, you have, a, I guess we'll call him an assistant in Father Nate Wills this year. But how much have you enjoyed this experience as being the team chaplain? It's been a great opportunity to be engaged in something that is so iconic uh, for the university and is recognized around the world as an important aspect. And, and I look at it, you know, so when I think about myself as being a priest, 
being enrolled and in, in, in involved with administration and financial aspects of it, people might question that and say, well, what does this really have to do with it? It has to do with using the gifts that we have uh, that are given to us by God in a very good way and to show people that it can be done well and according to God's plan. The same thing goes with football. Football does not define Notre Dame, but what it does do is draw attention to what Notre Dame does and what Notre Dame does very well. To be a part of that and to be able to have people listen to me because I'm involved as chaplain with the football team, both associated with the team program and those who, who love to watch and follow Notre Dame football, gives me an opportunity to say, hey, religion isn't something that's completely isolated. It's something that should be integrated in all aspects of our life. And to be there and to be involved with the students and the student athletes in such a way is is very powerful message. What's the maybe a specific duty that that you do that is your most enjoyable, the one that you you enjoy the most as team chaplain? I'd say one of the most powerful parts is to be the last person to speak as the team is getting ready to take the field, uh, to be able to lead them in the Our Father, and then uh, ask for Mary invocation, Our Lady Queen of Victory, um, to, to bring that invocation into it is, is a powerful moment because that's the point in which they're taking that out onto the field and that idea that God needs to empower us to do our best and to learn how to use our skills and our talents to bring honor and glory to him in, in whatever those talents are. Pretty cool. They're now playing that moment on, on the video boards throughout the stadium as well, so all 80,000 can see it too. That's correct. And, and I knew they were doing that. And because I'm in the locker room, I never get that experience. But it is amazing how many people tell me that that's part of their favorite moment of, of Notre Dame football now to experience there in the stadium. Unfortunately, I don't think NBC has begun broadcasting it out there. But the, the people that are in the stadium to take 80,000 people and get them to be quiet without any explicit instruction and to just recognize what that moment means. What's your relationship with players? Because there's a lot of them. So I imagine it's probably hard to make that personal connection because you're a very busy person and there's over 100 of them. Probably a little different than if you're the chaplain for men's basketball and there's only 10 to 12 guys. Correct. When I've done basketball before, that was and only did a few games per year, it gave you a different ability to interact with the team. Uh, it's a smaller contingent traveling with the team. You're on a single plane. You're on a single bus uh, with the team. Uh, there are four buses, five buses in some instances, a whole plane load of 160 people traveling together. And to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one opportunity is not very often but to be there and to be present. Uh, to me, the big indication that I'm doing something good and positive is when those players have graduated and they're back on the sidelines for a game, they make sure that they come up and say hello to me and, and give me a big hug. And often what they're also waiting for is for me to hand them one of the medals that have been given out to the team for that particular game. They keep track of that. One of the things I was happy to do a number of years ago was I, I started giving them, in addition to the medal, the first game they would get a chain, a, a simple link chain that they could keep the medals on. And I'm amazed at how many of the players continually add to that chain and wear that around uh, on game day, uh, the five, six, seven, however many games they've been involved with. Uh, those medals on that single chain. 
All right. Uh, football question for you. You've been in the heart of it for 11 years. You've been right there on the sidelines. What's a favorite game or moment that you got to see right there firsthand? Uh, th- my favorite moment thinking about it uh, was the uh, locker room after the Southern Cal game six years ago when we finished our undefeated season and just the excitement and pure energy that was in there, realizing that we were in, uh, into the BCS, this was before the playoff series, and that we were going to be uh, competing for a national championship. You think we uh, might have a similar moment this year? We're going to be back in Southern Cal to end the season once again. Uh, I wasn't too impressed by what they were able to do or not do against Utah on uh, Saturday. So I'm hoping that the team is able to face each and every opponent the remaining weeks uh, with gusto and commitment and uh, to play the way that they've been taught and they will have success. And it's great to think that we can be there again. Thank you, Father Mark. Thank you. Go Irish. That's Father Mark Thiesing, team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team. Kevin, your thoughts? A priest, financial guru, as a father of eight, you know, finances and faith go together, I pray, every day <laughs> for help and uh, hope to provide for my family. Uh, great guy, and we appreciate him, and I, I know those medals uh, is a tradition that he has uh, uh, continued well, and uh, he's got a whole chart of uh, how what medals he gives out, and he'll, he'll cycle them through after every uh, five years, so that uh, every player, if there's a fifth-year senior, they will never get a duplicated medal. That's that mathematical background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got to have the medical background. If you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life Today. Coming up right after us, Lenny DiLorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life Today is your host. That's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Time for a timeout. When we return, we break down the matchup between Notre Dame and Navy. What do the Irish have to worry about the most, and how critical is it for Ian Book to continue to be efficient as his team, as he has been in the first five weeks. All of that, plus our keys to the game and score predictions when Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays returns. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Nicholas J. Salon and Spa on Eddy Street Commons, the ultimate salon experience. Whether it's a basic men's haircut, an everyday women's cut and color, a spa afternoon, or your wedding day, Nicholas J. Salon believes total beauty is within us all. Call Nicholas J. and Aveda Concept Salon today at 574-233-0700 or visit them on Eddy Street Commons. All right, welcome back to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey with you as we break down the matchup between Notre Dame and Navy. But if you're planning your company holiday party or you want to host a dinner for you and your friends, 
overlooking Notre Dame Stadium. It's a golden opportunity, all brought to you by Venue ND. To learn more, visit venue.nd.edu or call 574-631-1400. The Irish won't be at Notre Dame Stadium much over the next five weeks. Just one more home game, so you can get inside Notre Dame Stadium and 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 use it to your advantage as well over the next five weeks or throughout the holiday season and beyond. All right, uh, Kevin, let's start to talk about this matchup here with Navy uh, specifically. Um, they could use three different quarterbacks in this game. I'm not sure if that's a good thing for Navy or a bad thing for Notre Dame that they have to worry about three different guys, or it's a sign that it this is not clicking as well for Navy this season. Yeah, they have a great coach. Um Navy does. I really don't get it. And I'll compare. He's their difference maker. He's their guy. He's the one that is usually their quarterback. And then when they bring in uh, Lewis, so the other quarterback, then they just throw the ball back to him or hand it back to him. Um, seems like kind of a waste of time to me. And then they have a, a quarterback that comes in on the goal line and basically pounds it in. Uh, odd. I don't know. Get Just put the guy at quarterback and let him get after it personally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, tough to prepare, you know, certainly, uh, that could be the one advantage, but, uh, now you gave a little breakdown there on the quarterbacks, but we asked, uh, former Navy safety, Alohi Gilman to break down Navy's offensive personnel since, well, he knows them really well. Malcolm Perry, my arch rival, had a lot of battles with him, spring ball of 2017, me and him are going at it. We got him some fights, we got him some, some ruffles, but, uh, so Malcolm Perry, he's a great player. Love that guy. Um, I have a lot of friends on defense, but number 25 on offense, Taj Malloy, another A-back who's, uh, who, who's good at cut blocking, who's very aggressive, tough kid. Um, Garrett Lewis, Gargiulo, number 38, big, big fullback. That's my guy. Garrett Lewis is the quarterback. Um, Zach A.B., obviously. Uh, Trey Walker, number 21, big, good friend of mine. Um, all those guys are, are real good friends of mine. I went through a lot with them, and so it's... It'll be fun to play against some of my, my good friends. What kind of fights did you go through with uh, with Malcolm? Uh, Malcolm, we got into some uh, some friendly fire. Uh, he's cutting me, I'm cutting him back, stuff like that. Friendly fire, well well played by by Alohi Gilman. Um, all right, so again, I, I I think Navy's offense just is not as good as it's been. I think that's as simple as that. Yeah, well, having the uh, multiple quarterbacks is a little weird. But also at the beginning of the year, there was um, a rule change where you couldn't cut at the second level, so like linebackers and defensive backs, and maybe that's played into it because I know uh, you know, in years past against Notre Dame, they've gotten some of those big breakaway runs once they get to the second level. It could be a reason why they're 2-5 and five on the season. Very, uh, very important, that rule change. Uh, maybe that'll help uh, Notre Dame save from some injuries. We talked about injuries being a major issue. Um, moving forward as one of the big concerns I have for this team. Uh, certainly, this is the game where you get a lot of those injuries. Yeah, a lot of cut blocks across the board, so whew, it's going to be intense. All right, Notre Dame's offense should have no problem moving the ball on Navy, but they need to score touchdowns. Just six possessions versus Navy two years ago. They scored two touchdowns and two field goals. They lost the game. Six possessions, only two in the entire second half. And then last year, they only beat Navy 24-17. So there's been some tight games over the last two years. Here's what Ian Book and Brian Kelly had to say about what their offense needs to accomplish. Obviously, we've been talking about it all week. We know that we have to be efficient. You only get the ball so many times. And when you do get the ball, it's very important that we put, point, point, put points on the board. So, um, you know, it's not something that should scare anybody. But 
it's just we got to do what we've been trained to do throughout the week and uh, try not to be anybody, be a superhero, or just play how we've been playing and play inside the system and trust the coaching, and we should be fine. They're extremely efficient. They've given us um, all that we can handle year in and year out. Um, you know, there has to be an incredible sense of urgency on the offensive side of the ball uh, by maximizing possessions and, and, quite frankly, every snap uh, because you just don't know uh, how many possessions uh, that you will, in fact, get. Um, scoring points is, is absolutely crucial. I, I mean, that's obvious, but it can't be stressed enough. You can't waste opportunities here in this game. You just don't know how many offensive plays you're going to get. And, again, against an option team, they run the ball a lot. You'd think field position would be big if you can get them backed up and make them go long drives. But that eats up the clock, too, and you get less offense. All right. Um, what worries you most if, uh, if you're Brian Kelly tonight? I'd say just in general, the Notre Dame uh, defense versus that Navy option offense, they're consistently good at it. And then – Quietly, under my breath, holding out for uh, no injuries. Yeah, I, I think that's that's my biggest concern. Maybe not if I'm Brian Kelly, but if I'm a fan. You just <laughs> you, The last thing you need is one of your big guns going down. I remember uh, Joe Schmidt uh, suffered a serious injury against Navy several years ago that derailed Notre Dame season. Um, what more, what more worries you most if you're Ken Niamatololo? I'd say the secondary matchups, I, I just think that their defensive backs are going to have a tough time matching up physically with the wide receivers and tight ends in Notre Dame. I, I'm going to say it's Ian Book's efficiency. If Book is clicking like he's been his first four starts, I really don't think Notre Dame has trouble uh, here in this game. Uh, your key to the game. I think it's that Notre Dame defense versus the Navy option offense and really minimizing that injury. So hopefully that new cut rule will help. And, and then I'm going to go with uh, – you know, uh, score touchdowns, no wasted possessions. Um, you got to make sure you're scoring TDs. You're not settling for field goals, and certainly you're you're not punting. Um, what's your uh, prediction here tonight? I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's Notre Dame thirty-one and Navy twenty-one. Wow! So you think you, you you're you're a little bit more worried about this game than I am. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Notre Dame 38, Navy uh, 17. By the way, we asked uh, biggest concerns rest of the season in our fan vote. Uh, the winner was history of wearing down at 47%. Injuries were 21%. And again, this is a game where that could happen. Schedule 17%, something else 15%. Uh, so uh, history of wearing down and injuries, uh, the big gecko. And again, the biggest thing is get the victory tonight and don't get any injuries yeah it's going to be a grind of a year but it's going to be a grind of a game tonight um and again the health at some positions linebacker defensive back they're pretty thin they're great players but they're thin all right that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays Notre Dame FCU where you bank does matter our show also presented today by Orange Siri Fitness in Granger voted the best one hour full body workout. Thanks to our audio operator today, Jeremy Pete. For Kevin Downey, I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and Navy will kick off at 8 p.m. tonight in San Diego. You can watch the game on WSBT TV 22. Earlier in the show, our Focus on Faith segment was with one of the team chaplains, Father Mark Thiesing. We close our show with, well, a prayer from the other Irish team chaplain. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame mass. 
Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary our Lady, may we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.